gentlemen you're right here with us and we appreciate that this is something you might not never know nothing about i'm your host my diggy and here's my co-host dan dna good evening <laughs> do you like how i did that that was mm. trying to go for the professional I don't yeah know if you've, you've had a good you've had to think about it when you was away haven't you yeah, little, yeah yeah i had to man. presentation yeah you know i mean I gotta yeah. present myself a bit more professional if I'm trying to be a podcaster. Yeah. If I'm trying to be Black Joe Rogan out here, <laughs> then you know what I mean. <laughs> I got, I gotta really try harder. Jamie, Jamie, pull that up, Jamie. You know what I mean. I've been working on my Jamie. Pull that up. <laughs> it's not working. No, is it? it's not. Is no. that working though? No. Nothing's working. No. I feel forgot good, to load though. them up. Sorry. Hey, that's how it is, man. When you come up here, it's it's strictly hip hop. Do you know what I mean? We deal with whatever we got the way we got to deal with it. The amount of shows I had to do, like, on a crate. You know what I mean? I remember, mm -hmm. oh, tough times, D. On a crate, on, like, you know, the, the what do you call the planks? When they're, like... Pallet. Pallet. Man's yeah. done shows. I've done shows on a pallet. Shout Four out to Harry Love, man. He, he's been there. We've done shows on yeah. pallets and shit like that. So, you know what I mean? Or where the mic ain't working, so now you got to use the DJ's... You got yeah. earwax all on headphones. your mouth. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got to use the DJ's headphones. You got earwax... It looked like a moustache. You know what I mean? I've dealt with all of that before. Yeah. So <laughs> this ain't yeah. that we dealt with before, man. Yo, it's something you might not never know nothing about. And uh, uh, yeah, it is a bit weird. We're here on a Thursday night instead of a Wednesday. The reason is because I was away. I was on a, what Dan likes to call a bus man's holiday. I appreciate that. <laughs> so, which meaning like you go on a holiday. A lot of driving. Yeah, I did a lot of driving. Mm. Yeah, I was driving. Did you? Yeah, you yeah. I went to Goujon Mestras. Goujon Mestras. Did you have, you had a car then, or did yeah. you borrow a car there? Or yeah, I borrowed a car. Nice. Had to, man. You that's know what I mean? Good, yeah. I was with the fam, wrong so side it's like, of the road. And all yeah, that. that's yeah, bro. The driving on that the wrong side of the road thing is weird. Yeah, it's weird at first because luckily I was in an automatic. But at first, if you're in a manual, and it, <laughs> you keep you're going to reach for the gate, bam! You keep hitting the door, the door <laughs> bang, door panel. You're like, ah, oh, it's here. It's on my right, not on my left. <laughs> Every time you you say, oh man, what? <laughs> you know. <laughs> and then the other thing is obviously what I found myself doing. I kept like moving. It's like I was moving to the right, and so I end up yeah. like really close to the middle of the road type thing. Yeah. But then I got a good little um, tip. Uh, all you must do is uh, look for the line, the line to be in the corner, the corner of the. They didn't know how to say. Fenetra. Yeah. Huh? Window. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, he didn't know how to say. <laughs> they that. didn't know how to What's say Fenetra. <laughs> nah, but he didn't know how to say window. So he went <laughs> up the and went like that. And I was like, oh, that must be the window. That must be the window. Yeah. So once I learned that, then bam, and that helps you focus. You know what I mean? You're focused now when you're driving. You're like, yeah, all right, all right, I got this, I got this. Yeah. So yeah, that was good. Um, we did catch up last week. Um, if you missed that, um, go and uh, listen back. We were um, went through the Thai thing. 
Yeah, we were reminiscing yeah. on the yeah. um, Thai experience, man. It was good to do that uh, when we went down there to Jazz Cafe, had a little performance with a bunch of artists, man. And yeah, even just looking back at the f- footage was yeah, really good to like, watch it back, yeah, 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 for sure. Um, you can go and check that out on the uh, Simna YouTube channel. Yeah, without um, our, that's without our uh, extra commentary. Yeah. Or you can watch the show and have us um, saying stupid stuff over the top of it. Well, not stupid, but, you know, we, we're having a bit yeah, of fun yeah, on there. Yeah. yeah, so, you know, either way you can do that. Um, and, of of course, always, man, rest in power to T.Y. Shout out to yeah. Shorty Blitz, man. He posted a crazy um, picture of him tying A-side. Um, I've forgotten what magazine he said it was for, but um, it, it was like around the time when they had been signed to Bear Mountain. Uh, Maceo, which is DJ Maceo, uh, De La Soul's label. And so it's crazy seeing that because you're like, rah, that's what, yeah. Shorty used to have dreads and he, he, a lot of the time he'd wear them like that. And then um, Ty was just, you know what I mean? He was little Ty then. It's not like Blench Ty, yeah. It's crazy, man. So you just see and you go, oh, rah, that's I am a Don Ty, you know, like madness, man. But yeah, so um, go and listen back to that show. Shout out to all the people locked in already. We got the original rockers, Tess, Tess, yes. I like that name, man. That sounds like we've got some aficionados in the building already. Yeah, shout out to Robbie Love. Big up to Nice One JM. Oh, and he says R.I.P. Derek B. Of course, a legend right there. You know what I mean? And we're going to get into some legendary talk tonight, man. Trust mm. that. Looking forward to this one. Uh, you know, we've mentioned to the panel already, so we better let you lot know that we are popping our... Um, zoom panel cherry here tonight so if there are any technical technical hitches or whatever don't blame us you know what i mean blame zoom blame yeah. um the illuminati blame whoever else you want to blame but not us yeah no <laughs> no so <laughs> yeah if there I've are done. any hiccups it, you know it might happen but i think we'll be all right man yeah so definitely looking forward to that and um first up we've of course got a shout out that kind of says uk mm-hmm. you know what i mean for all my weed heads out there, not everybody's in yet, but you know, we'll do the roll call once people come in because we got to find out, you know, we don't want to get anyone in trouble though. So, you know what I mean? If you slang it up, if you need to, but shout out to the Canisters UK. If you uh, suffer from anxiety, you suffer from um, joint pains, uh, you know, lack of sleep, too much sleep. There's so many things that CBD can help you with. The reason we know that is because it's scientifically proven, whatever that means these days, but that there is cannabinoids receptors in all of us. And and scientifically proven, whatever that means nowadays, that there is CBD in breast milk. That says a lot. So as soon as you're born, the first thing you go to has got CBD in it. We want you to know, know though, guys, yeah, that CBD doesn't mean that you get high on it. There's nothing um, psychoactive to do with CBD when we're talking about the cannabis plant. Um, You can get a bunch of information on that online, but I would go to cannabisuk.com and look look at their About Us and Our CBD in detail section so you can find out more. But they've got some amazing products, um, Belgian chocolate, uh, both milk and dark chocolate, sativa or indica. You can also get um, CBD balm. So like I'm saying, if you've got problems with joints or muscular problems, really good for after a workout as well to like help your muscles relax. Um, mm. They've got that CBD balm with um, natural coconut oil, cold pressed, you know what I mean? We don't mess with the other stuff. Um, no. Shout out uh, to Canisers as well for their indica CBD oil spray. Because that, like I said, man, if, you know, for me, 
I'm a, I'm awake a lot. You know what I mean? And you get after a while, you get used to being awake too much. And then um, this stuff really helps you get a good night's sleep. Uh, and even if it's like what, six, you, you spray it all nah, over. you spray oh, it under right, the tongue. Under yeah, tongue. spray it under the tongue. Yeah, I mean, if you want to <laughs> spray it under your armpits and that, but you might be smelling the weed. <laughs> they might sack you at work, bro. For that time, <laughs> he's like, yo, he's always thinking of weed, man. Yeah, but his eyes aren't red, and he just seems so happy. <laughs> he's mad loose as he's well. He's always like, asleep hey, as well. Could do that now. <laughs> you know, a lot of people can't. <laughs> like, yo, so yeah, CBD spray, and the cool thing is they've got. Indica, or they've got sativa, or you can get full spectrum. I go for the full spectrum because I want the full shot. Bang, yeah, you know mm. I mean, like, and when it hits, it hits hard. I cannot forget the chocolate stirrers because I, I was amazed at these. Basically, you know, what I mean, chocolate on a stick, but CBD infused. Yeah, you dip that in some hot water, spin it around for a few minutes, then bam, you got hot chocolate. That'll yeah, that does a, sound good. Yeah, it'll give you a good mm. sleep, man. And guess what? If you go to canisersuk.com, when you hit the checkout, type in Simna. Yes. Simna, guess what it. that is? S-Y-M-N-N-K-N-A. That's something you might not never know nothing about as an acronym. Put it in uh, capitals, capitula. <laughs> yeah, I want to talk about that. They are finding out a bit more about capital letters. Mm, and uh, Uppercase. Yeah, uppercase and all that. Well, yeah, uppercase is a nice way to say it, but the dark way is capital. <laughs> Kaput. So, you, yeah, but really interesting. So if you put in Simna in uh, uppercase, <laughs> you'll get yourself 20% off any of these amazing CBD products. Uh, and like like I say, you lot know what I'm like. You listen back to some of the old shows, you know I'm not really about sugarcoating stuff. I'll talk my mind. I don't really care what people think about it. You know what I mean? I think if people need to know something that's true, that's reality, then we say it, we let them know. Uh, and for sure, these will really help you. Whatever you're suffering with, like I said, it's like a um, adaptogen. So if you are a bit hyperactive, it will help you relax. If you, mm. if you feel that you're quite lethargic, it can help you pick up, you know what I mean? It basically mm. give you that homeostasis, what your body's trying to do, homeostasis, I should say. That's Dawn and David talk. Say it properly, you know what I mean? I'm trying to get more professional at this, D. Yeah. Black Rogan, what are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, shout out to CanisersUK.com and make sure you hit them up, man, for sure. Right. There's a, there's a good there's a good Black Rogan you could use, but yeah. it's not... It's... Is it not age-appropriate yet? No, not age-appropriate. Yeah, yeah, so we got to wait, innit, after yeah. Watershed and that. <laughs> it might have to actually wait till after the show. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll never be able to use it then, you say, isn't it? That's what he's saying there, ladies and gents. Right, let's get this on the go because it's going to be a big show tonight, man. I'm looking forward to this one. Like I said, popping our um, Zoom panel cherry as well as talking about a crazy-ass night that's coming up. Crazy-ass night. And when I talk about crazy, let me get this up, man. I'll, sh I'll give you a lot of the line-up, man. You know what I mean? I think it's a game round here. You think it's a... Game round here, bruv. Where we at, D? Okay. So let's get this flyer up. Oh, did you say? Yeah. Man, so 30th of September. That's a Friday. 30th of September. It's going to be Hoochinoo Live presents in association with THTC. Woo! Ignorance is no defense. That's the name of the night. And that's the name of the album presented to you by Chaos Crew, who are going to be performing live. You've also got Genesis Elijah. You've got the Lab 79 crew featuring Manage, Skirmish, Rain, Menace, Mendoza, 
And I believe I saw um, Killer's going to be there as well. I think. Shout out to Receptor Records, also going to be performing on behalf of them, will be King Kashmir, Teach, and Combined Mentals. And that's, yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun, man. Mm-hmm. You got The Last Elect. And this is all going to be hosted by Peaches and DJ Sammy J of HFM. Peaches is the all-round entertainer. We spoke to her. I think you might have seen her, actually, on the video last week. Yeah. But we spoke to her about getting her on the show. She said, look, I want to do it live. I want to be there in the flesh. So we're going to work that out and make that happen. This is going to be happening, though. As I said, 30th of September at Brixton Jam. That's 261 Brixton Road. You know what I mean? Google it if you don't know. And it's not going to be too late for you guys either. It's going to be from 7 to 11. Um, and it's £8 in advance or more on the door. You can get tickets from gigs.hiphop. And boy, let's get into this, man. Because first of all, you know what I mean? Before we get into who's going to be there providing the music, we get into who's actually there making sure the music can be provided. <laughs> Theo, where you at, bruv? Am I? Am I live? Yeah. Cool. Thank you for having us here. It's great. It's great to be back on Amen. the, um, you know, on the podcast, on the something you might not never know nothing about podcast. You're a G. Oh, First you're time. A G. Yeah. Nah, you're a G. Where's But anyway, uh, just a little correction to, to the to the lineup oh, for Lab Seventy Nine. Mm. Killer's not on the the lineup, oh, but it's okay. Apex Zero that is going to be sorry, uh, sorry. performing. Yeah. He was he was a late addition to the lineup, but he's explosive. So uh, we're right. looking forward to that as well. Yes. So yeah. So, this is another big one, bruv. And, you know, when we were talking about, I was saying like, yo, Brixton Jam must love you. And then you were saying that actually, this is the last, this is like, that was the last gig you did, isn't it? Brixton Jam. Yeah, the the last show we did, that was November 2021. That was the Panacea launch party, um, as well as the um, Lead by Example uh, Rams and Badbones yep. uh, launch party as mm-hmm. well. And I mean, that was November. You know, we used to do eight shows a year. We used to do festivals. And uh, we're still just trying to get back into our, you know, into the flow of things. So at the moment, we're doing shows a lot less, but we're, we're looking to ramp that up. And uh, we're very excited about the show coming next week. Would you yeah. say the, the you know, doing less shows since the whole flamdemic and all that? Yeah. I mean, the pandemic killed it, you know, it killed it for so long. And then um, I think it's harder to get people out. Mm. Um, it's harder to just get back into things. Um, and yeah, ne- never mind live events, but even just going down the pub, it's just kind of killed wow. social, you know, the whole, whole social aspect. And people are talking about putting on shows in the metaverse. I don't want to go off oh, on a tangent, yeah, but you know, like on, you don't even need to leave your house. You yeah, well, show you know, but what kind of show is that? Brixton Jam. You don't even need to come down uh, for real. So, uh, you know, things are changing, but um, the live element of hip hop is so important. So, you know, come down next week and see us and see all this, this amazing lineup of artists perform live because that, that is hip hop to see it live. Yeah, it's kind of mad, like, because to think about, like, exactly what you said, that is hip-hop, to see it live. Hip-hop started as a live event. That's how it started. It didn't start in a in a studio, you know what I mean? With people <laughs> people would nah. make a beat sitting down, we, we, getting yeah. ass ache, watching all, all these shows. Like, how are you going to enjoy a show sitting on your ass? 
Nah, we've talked through this before a few times. Unless you're wasted. Yeah, so it is kind of... It needs to be experienced. It's kind of weird. It's communal as well. That's the whole whole point is it's meant to be around people. And it ain't digitally communal either. You know what I mean? We're still... Man, them are struggling online. (laughs) Not everyone's got a Twitter. Not everyone's got... You know what I mean? People forgetting their passwords every damn minute. So it it doesn't make sense for us. I think like... um, there's an element of kind of we. It's up to us in a way to let people know it's safe to go outside. Don't be scared. Don't be worried. Your boss might be like, "Yeah, you have to stay at home because the policy is blah 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 blah." But hip hop ain't got that policy, so you you can come out <laughs> and trust. From time there's like shout out to Suspense MC. Mama's been going out. He's um, what do you call it? <laughs> He's uh, what do they say to people when they've got to wear a mask? Uh, you go, "Why are you still wearing a mask?" And they go, "I'm high risk." That's it. He's high risk. Do you know what I mean? But he's still going out. I mean, he kind of cussed out Jazz Cafe a little bit because he said he got caught, he caught COVID from Jazz Cafe the last time because of the dirty. But I was like, bruv, come on, man. Wake up, man. <laughs> Wake up, man. That's you, man. That ain't nothing to do with no. Well, how comes everybody else didn't complain about Jazz Cafe giving them cold? Do you know what I mean? It's only you, bruv. You got to fix up that diet. That's what that's about, man. You know what I mean? If you don't know, just tune in. Tune in, man. We'll let you know. But yeah. To me, it feels like, because I've been gigging over in France and France was like China, was like Europe, European China when it came to this whole schmock down and all that. And then they opened it up and everyone's out. And then now people are slowly waking up like, this is not what they said it was going to be, you know? But they've said it's been a bit of a struggle in terms of, especially at the beginning when they first opened it up. They had problems with um, people may have bought tickets because you bought a ticket for a show two years ago, innit? And now it's everything's been pushed back two years or whatever, they might have forgotten that they bought the ticket and so they didn't go. Or they've been a bit too worried um, to buy the ticket so they wait till the last minute because they're worried that it'll get locked off again. And mm. all these sort of things. So yeah. I think it's, it's there's so many different elements to it as to why people don't go out as much now. Um, but it is truly up to us to let people know, like, yo, it's all good, man, it's all good. But at the same time, like Theo's saying, you can't risk it, you can't just do your eight shows a year again willy-nilly um, when you know, you know what I mean? People, all types are masked up. Yeah. It's definitely, it's definitely getting back to, to what it was, you know, it's starting to feel a lot better. So we're looking to do a lot more shows and this one will be the start of many, hopefully. Yeah. And um, yeah, we're, we're really excited about it. So, um, you know, massive, massive lineup of artists. Um, we've got the Chaos Crew which I want to introduce in a minute. Um, Genesis Elijah, obviously, I know that he was at the Thai event as well, um, but he's going to be doing a a quite different type of set. And you know that he's got signed to Planet V, which is like drum and bass. So it's going to be a hip-hop drum and bass super set that he's going to do. It's just going to be so light. You you get to see see Genesis Elijah do a super set. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you could drop anything in the middle of, of hip-hop stuff and people go crazy. I saw Stigger the Dump and Dr. Syntax when they were doing stuff together. Just in the middle of their yeah. hip-hop set, they just dropped Killing in the Name of, Rage Against the Machine, just in wow. the middle of the set for no reason. And people just went crazy. So wow. dropping drum and bass in the middle of a hip-hop set, I think it's going to just set it off. So uh, just yeah, make sure that, that you come down to that. And then obviously Lab 79, Recept the Records, um, The Last Elect, and then hosted by Peaches the All Round Entertainer and DJ Sammy J, uh, you know, HFM. Yeah. Massive, massive lineup. So, yeah, just get, get your tickets at uh, gigs.hiphop, www.gigs.hiphop. Gigs. You know, don't, don't miss out. 
And Theo, man, like when we, we told you before, like we love the fact that you always step outside the box a bit. You're not always just like stick to one group of people performing at your events. It's like it will be different styles of music and whatnot. And how did it come together with the Chaos Crew thing? Like, how did you discover them? How did you find out about them? Well, the thing is, we we were part of a, a community, if you like, called Of The People. And then uh, Mice, I know you're part of that as well, the whole Rodney P Collective. Mm. And, um, you know, you just get chatting with people in the group. And I, I found out that Chaos Crew had this rich 30-year legacy. And I wrote a whole article about it on UKHH.com. Um, talking about the beginnings and an album they had been working on back yeah. in the 90s with some of the the big names of, of, of who went on to be big names now in UK hip hop. And uh, they'd been working on this album and it got shelved. And I've seen this sort of thing happen before. And um, they decided to dust it off and, and release it, follow it up with another album, follow it up with two solo albums. And then suddenly these guys oh. with all this kind of legacy this within UK hip hop have just exploded and they're just hemorrhaging hip hop albums all over the place and just absolutely killing it. So um, I wanted to sort of capture that lightning in a bottle and just push them out on a stage and do a show around it, stitch a show around around this this uh, this group. So, uh, so yeah, it's a very exciting time. So, so you've got it was, to come out and see these guys. So it's via the... Um... The actual of the people group. That's how you found yeah. out about it. Yeah, that's, that's how we. Sick, that's man. how me and TJ Chill started talking uh, originally. Ah, that's sick, man. All right, so let's bring in um, one of the uh, uh, people helping to make sure that the music is right. It's going to be a a big task because you got a bunch of performers there, but we got HFM aficionado up in here, DJ Sammy J. Welcome to the show. Some feminine energy for once. You know what I mean? Oh, that's me. Hello. <laughs> there you are. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for uh, having me on the show. Ah, I appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. And appreciate what you do as well, man. I definitely see your name floating about nearly every day in terms of supporting um, UK <laughs> artists. And, you know, it just shows how important it is because we, how many DJs we've got out there that used to, that don't anymore because it's like, mm. yeah, that's, that's not where the money's going, whatever, whatever reason. And so for me as an artist, I, I always appreciate it anyway, because I'm like, this is where I came up from the open mic scene. From the open mic scene, I started meeting um, other producers, uh, oh, well, sorry, meeting producers, other rappers, but also DJs who were like, yo, send me your music, send me your music. And she's one of them types where it's like, she's not afraid to ask you like, yo, can you send, here's my email, uh, uh, uh. you know what I mean? and. It's just funny because you don't see that as much anymore and you realise like, wow, there's a lot of things missing in this scene that are part of why it's not where it should be. Mm -hmm. um, but what? how did you get into um, like the hip-hop scene here? Well, I don't know. I don't know what happened with me. I got dropped on my head as a baby or something. I have no idea. But I've just, <laughs> always, I've just always been drawn to like the kind of realist, rawest, most lyrical thing possible. Mm. Um, when I was like a little kid, obviously that wasn't underground UK hip hop. I hadn't heard it at that point. It was more like when I was a teenager, yeah. but I've just, the most realist, rawest available thing, I've always gone for that as an option rather than the most commercial thing that everyone else seemed to be going for. I was kind of not drawn to that at all, like ever. Don't know why. Mm. I think that happens with a lot of us, isn't it? Where yeah, it's like, and it's, you, you, it's just carried on. It's something 
I feel like I have to do because I can't not do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you grow up and obviously it's like Capital Radio, you know what I mean? Whatever's mm. on that your parents might have and was doing the dishes, this, that and the third, then top of the pops. and But then there's somehow, some way, and that's why I always ask people how you got into it because UK hip hop isn't something that, yeah, man, I heard it, blah, blah, you know, not willy nilly type thing. It's like you have to, Oh, I got into this via. I usually say the big brother thing. Like, there's always someone big brother or your big brother oh, used, to you yeah, know, used to I buy records. Yeah, I didn't really have and then you that. Sneak it into was the room. more just yeah. like um, <laughs> I got into hip hop just by kind of yeah. There was chart music on in the background, but then I'd hear something that was hip hop, and and that would attract me. And then you know I realized hip hop was a thing, and I loved it, and just started searching out you know, shows that just did that and obviously got into US hip hop first and mm. then like Garage and then kind of realised UK hip hop existed basically. Mm. How did you get into DJing? Um, I just kind of, even before I was a DJ, I was the person bringing the music, if that makes any ah. sense. Like, mm -hmm. If I was just hanging out with a few friends, like I'd be the person choosing the tunes. No one else was too bothered or whatever. Uh, my car was always the place to go to for good music. And <laughs> then as far as DJing, like when I started actually going proper out when I was, I don't know, 18, maybe a little bit younger, um, <laughs> I could just I could just always hear like when a mix was coming. And ah. I, I didn't realise that not everybody did that. And then my friend said I was weird, so. No, but yeah, it's like I'd hear one beat thing. and like know what tune was coming in and stuff. You start getting mad <laughs> like, excited. People are like, yo, what's, what's going on? I'm still yeah, singing the like, chorus I, this, I, like... I didn't realise that was like unusual, but like, yeah, my, my friends I was with at the time weren't, weren't DJs. And yeah, they were just like quite, I don't know if they were impressed or just thought I was nuts, but. It was like mm. my party trick. I could tell any tune from like one beat and everyone else is busy, I don't know, dancing or whatever. And I'm just like, oh, that's coming in. <laughs> like, wow. So, I mean, it took a while. Like it wasn't an instant thing from the moment I did that. It was more like a process before I actually realised that's, that's something I could do. I had a lot of respect for the art and didn't see it, first of all, as something that I would be able to do. Um, but eventually I was just like, I can't, I can't not do this. <laughs> so was mm. it like a, because obviously with DJing, like as an MC, you just pick up a pen, you know what I mean? Or pick up a mic. But with DJing, there's the whole equipment thing. Like, what mm. do I need? Like, yeah, what, where do you yeah, find exactly. that out? Like, I mean, I kind of just picked up an awareness of, of what you need. Um, I didn't get it straight away. Um, I probably even got into presenting before I specifically got into DJing mm. really a long time ago. Yeah. And then, you know, eventually just like I had a friend like from work who was selling some like literally belt drive turntables really cheap because, you know, he got them because a lot of guys just get turntables, you know, for fun yeah. when they're not massively into it. And yeah, he hadn't used them much. These were literally like belt drives and I used to mess around on them and eventually got hold of some, um, so, you know, some proper ones. Yeah. Reach, <laughs> your, reach your limit with the belt drive. Yeah. I got a cheap vinyl collection that someone was, someone sold me a handful of vinyls for a ridiculously cheap price. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm having that. It was all kind of nineties hip hop and stuff, which I liked Excellent. anyway, bit of, bit of garage and stuff. And mm. obviously like the invention of Serato makes it even better because that was kind of the time that I was, you know, I haven't known an era that wasn't Serato. It kind of came right. about just before uh. I got into it, really. And um, that's good for me because I've got, I love vinyl. I've got a lot of 
respect for vinyl, but I love being able to play any track I want digitally. So that's that's a big thing it's, for me. It's a uh, it's the working DJs. It's, it's it's good for working DJs. People who are aficionados mm-hmm. and spend time at home and just want to listen to vinyl, fine. But if you've got to carry vinyl around, if anyone's ever yeah. had to carry more than a box of vinyl, yeah, yeah, yeah. get mm-hmm. on an aeroplane with a box of vinyl. <laughs> Bro, yeah. I've been there, man. With Shorty yeah. Blitz. You know, I used to um, so host for saved him. people's shoulders, yeah. wrists, arms. <laughs> Yo, like, I'm only a little girl, I'm not that strong. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And pockets, yeah. though. Like, pockets. I, like, I've been with him and he's had to pay extra because on one way they were like cool with it and then on the way back they're like, nah, you got to pay, bruv. Like, what? <laughs> what I didn't have to, yeah, he's had to pay extra money. Now for the weight. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, for the weight. <laughs> And he's already big now, Joe. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So I, I don't blame anyone. Um, even uh, Maceo, DJ Maceo, I remember asking him because he was bang on the CDs, but he was killing it. Like you could tell that he was really good with doing the CDJ work. And he was yeah. like, look, man, he goes, look, I can, if I can carry these around, why have I got to bring all my vinyl yeah. and scratch it up and possibly lose yeah. this and break that? He's like, no, I'll just bring the CDs. I'll just burn <laughs> Burn off my CDs, and he's just got wallets of CDs, and he can carry it around a lot easier. Yeah. So that makes sense. For me, it's the choice as well. Like, um, you, I can play any. If I've been sent a track that day by a you know a brand new track straight out the studio from a UK artist Ooh, or something, I can play that yeah. straight away. Haven't got to wait for a, a vinyl release or or whatever. So. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. That's a very good point. Damn. So yeah. So so obviously, then you you've uh, made your mark in the scene. Like people know your name. <laughs> hopefully yeah i think so man um oh, uh, yeah and you're involved in this night which is yes. going to be quite chaotic <laughs> it's going to be chaos for real because there's a lot of artists performing so yeah i'm going to make sure it's not chaos yeah exactly <laughs> yeah, 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 we, want the, we want the headliners to be chaos but yeah only yeah, the headliner the chaos, chaos group <laughs> so they gotta be so yeah but i'm definitely looking forward to it because it's going to be um so many different like um kind of bolts of energy Passing through mm-hmm. there, you know, um, you are like with Genesis hearing about that, that he's going to be doing a jungle <laughs> hip hop set. He's going to be like, oh, okay, because I've never really heard him do that. I've never heard him do any jungle oh, before. Oh yes, I could tell you some tracks to listen to. He's amazing. He's he's just at, he's always been good at like like double time and that. He's done grime tracks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, he's one of those MCs that really is kind of equally good on both. Mm. Like both kind of upbeat stuff and and more boom bap stuff he's that's something i've always admired about him what do you look for so for up and coming artists obviously who want to get their spins on like what do you mm. look for in the work in order to be like yeah this i'll play this on my show you know like there's obviously a filter there you can't have everything yeah everything. just kind of just kind of rawness um more than anything like lyrical lyrical talent i mean obviously you've got to have good beats as well but I'm not fussy if someone's making music in their bedroom, but I think it's good. I'm going to play it. I don't, I don't kind of wait for other people to approve it in any way. I've mm. just, I've just never done that. If I like it, I put it out there. So, what commercial artists do you do you rate then? Because I've got a feeling you're going to say like none, but I'm <laughs> um, probably wrong. I wouldn't say none, just because like I think in the UK stuff has started to chart that we could only dream w- would do. Like, um, I remember when Vossibot got to number one mm. i actually like that song you know and mm. i was like wow i actually like the uk chart number one right mm. now um it's not the main kind of style that i play i'm probably more boom bap overall or like underground kind of grime but i that is a song that i would play and i do like or like 
like Dave, I rate, although I do prefer him when he's being more kind of lyrical, like that that black tune he did, that's just like one of the deepest tracks ever. I love that track. But mm. you know, he does like more charty stuff as well. And I don't I don't blame him. But I feel like I feel like there isn't as much compromise as there used to be. Like artists had to make a lot of compromise. You know, they had to do a, you know, 30 second verse on some girl band's track to get in the charts or something, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> whereas yeah. now I think they are being kind of genuine to the UK. And of course, the the deepest lyrical stuff that's really saying something that's, you know, is that ever going to get <laughs> the the play it deserves? They don't they don't want people to hear that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, is it supposed to? You know, you wonder. Yeah, is it, it even is, supposed to? Is that supposed to really get like? I, I think it's tricky for um, obviously people of an era because when you know you got like super lyrical MCs doing this, that, and the third, and they were going commercial like Pan or you know mm. Biggie even or you know, but then like you said, sometimes it feels like. There are artists who do, who do have that skill. They can be very lyrical, but then in, it, it's quite obvious that in order for them to go on the commercial route, they dumb it down a bit. Do you know mm. what I mean? And so, I don't know. Yeah, it's a tricky one, man, but it makes me wonder, like, okay, is the lyrical shit really supposed to be out there? Or yeah, like and that, like someone you know? like Dave really does seem to genuinely go in and out. Like, he hasn't just given up on making, you know, the, the deeper, meaningful tracks. He just He just kind of does both. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, man. Woo! This has got to be good. It's got to be good. Yo, so Theo, do you want to introduce the chaos? <laughs> definitely, definitely. I want to just pick up DJ Locke. I just saw he's on the chat. Oh, we um, But yeah, introducing the so. legendary TJ Chill and Johnny D from Chaos Crew. 30 Year Legacy. Let's go. 30 year legacy. Jeez. Uh, Let's see some fire emojis up in there, please. Uh, Ladies and gents. Johnny D. Yo, salute. Yo. Yes, man. Thanks for being involved, bruv. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's good man. to be here. Nice to be here. Good, good opportunity to um to promote the jam and that. Definitely. It's nice to be here with you guys as well. Definitely, man. Good 30 for September. 30 for September, mother lovers. We're gonna make sure you lot have that imprinted in your brain. You know what I mean? Yo, so yeah, man. So we've been looking at the whole Chaos Crew thing and obviously um, Theo was talking about it. Um, but yeah, we need to step back, like go back in time, I guess 30 years, is it? Yeah. 30 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is the thing. This is the 90s. You know what I mean? It weren't even that long ago, but this is the 90s. Yes, TJ Chill. So going into yeah. the late 80s, right. All right, late 80s, yeah. You guys, where are you from? You're um, North Weezy? Is it? Yeah. yeah, we are North Weezy. That's, that's where it all sort of started. You know, um, by the way, good evening, everyone. This is TJ Chill. TJ Chill, and, ladies and gentlemen. And thanks so much for having us on. And my nice, man. Our little truck complaints department I've had. Oh. <laughs> I've been playing on repeat since wow. it came out, man. Cheers, bro, man. Ah, <laughs> Good old Dave, mate. That's no, I've got the you know whole I mean. anthology. Serious? <laughs> that'd be on record. Wow, yes, that's so. crazy, man. Um, yeah, so in terms, I, I'm not one who likes to talk about way back in the day, but because mm -hmm. the story hasn't really been told, and this is a great opportunity, we're amongst friends. Yeah, man. 
um, you know, we, we can we can take it there. So So I wanna chaos, find out yeah. like yeah, I wanna find out how you guys obviously how you met, but how you yeah, even yeah. got into hip hop music, first of all, because that's always an interesting story to me. Yeah. Johnny, over to you first. Well, well I, I we met we met at school. Mm. Um, what, was, what year was it? it? Must be eighty three, eighty four. Yeah, in school um, at a time when, if you was into hip hop, you was into all of hip hop. So it was um, you'd be into the, you'd, you'd be breaking, popping, graphing, rhyming. Everyone, wow. everyone was in, into the whole thing. Yeah. So we was in separate crews, and um, Chill and his crew was doing a little thing. And you know, it was back in the days. Stance, I was like, "What's this?" And I, after that, she reached out, and we was like, "Right, actually, Johnny, man, come in, come into our crew, man. Let's yeah. do, let's do a thing together." And ever since then, well, sure, tell him the rest, bro. <laughs> Indeed. So, um, the Chaos Crew officially started in 1985. Wow. Is when we started, but then. You know, I was into hip hop already from 1980. Johnny, you would have been into hip hop from when? Similar, maybe a little bit afterwards. Um, electro, as it was then, because it was it was oh man, electro electro tunes. And, yeah, 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 yeah. And was that like so? Where are you hearing this music? Was it on radio or? It uh, well, as as you alluded to before, Big Brother. So mm. my I've got an older brother, Herbie Hutch. Shout out to Herbie Hutch, and um, he's three years older than me. And we used to get tapes from our cousins in America mm. and from friends. So we used to get Man. those original Zulu Nation tapes from <laughs> way back then, before the records were released and stuff. I have a clear memory that people used to say on the tapes. You know, this is the year 83 when it was actually 1981. Wow. And I don't know if that was because of like what we find today, you sort of record a tune, but you know you're not going to release it until. Uh. So, uh, yeah, he was into the electro and I used to hate it. But then when you keep hearing music again and again and again, there's always one tune that stands out. Then, then two, then three, then four. Then before you know it, you know, you've got a collection that, that you really like. And it's all springboard from that. And then I became, I had a, um, a stereo and I was the beat provider for the Touch Crew. And the Touch Crew was led by Tilt. And Tilt was the first person in the UK to be arrested and jailed for graffiti. Wow, jeez. <laughs> so, where, and where are we? Where are we at the moment? What area are we in? Where, where so you're talking this, at the moment? This is. Uh, we were from like Edgware in Harrow. Okay. So we were really cut off from every anything. Mm. We used to sort of wave them off at Harrow bus station when they used to go down to Covent Garden and Paddington and do their battles and whatnot. Mm. Um, but we were shorties at the time. So. We were, uh, with um i, I want to understand the electro scene because like um johnny was saying that's what it was back then that's what hip-hop was right it kind of was birthed off the electro scene so at that time so you had people graphing you had people dancing like breaking is that right well i mean johnny you know it, it wasn't really um breaking to start off with it was robotics 
Oh, like body My pop. memory is the robotics came first. I remember the first piece of graffiti I saw was not on a wall, it was on the floor. Oh, and that was in uh, our local park that both myself and Johnny went to, and mm. this would have been 8081. That was sprayed, not chalk, yeah? Yeah, sprayed, sprayed. Wow. Okay, and so that that's happening whilst the music is playing in the background? Yep. And then the same with popping, but then when did the rapping start coming in for you guys? For me, it would have been around 82. Mm. You know, and I'm starting to do Run DMC, mm. rhymes and all of that kind of stuff. Mm. Johnny, when was it for you? Well, you know, I think the first um, lyrics were I what I knew inside out mm. was uh, Gary Bird, The Crown. My mm. friend's older sister used to play it. And I was like, what is that? You could just heard it, heard it, heard it. And mm. it's like, it was about 15 minutes long. Stevie Wonder's on that, on that, on that record. Mm. And yeah, I think that was the first lyric that I kept saying round and around and around. I think that was the first one, the Gary Bird experience, The Crown. Mm. Um, then there was there was other bits. So Run DMC, I remember Run DMC being out soccer MCs. Mm. Um, well, yeah, loads. And then loads from so from, from yeah, and from that, like you said, because I I remember I think the first time it was like yo, we used to write down like Big Daddy Kane lyrics or Rakim lyrics so we could rap them back. And then my brother mm -hmm. was like, he's like, oh, why don't we try and write our own? And I was like, write your own, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> but yeah, I guess it's not the same way, right? Where you're just like, okay, I, I could do this. Let me try this out kind of thing. And then yeah. so yes. what? Who was it? LSK, who we, we've had the pleasure to work with mm. up in Leeds. He dropped on to me. He was like, um, Jenny, he said, listen, before you, before you do anything, before you write, everyone mm. bites at one stage. Yeah. So everyone's learning of, of somebody else. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's basically it. But you, yeah. once you learn this, like the um, mechanics, then now you put your mark on it. Like, this is me. This is my voice. This is how I sound. This is what I rap about, type thing. Yeah. How did mark, you not know you what to rap accent. about? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The accent. I gotta say, big up, yeah. man. Like, <laughs> you, mark, got... you put the accent. Yeah. Listen, I've got to say, big shout out to Johnny B for that because, like, back in Ooh. the early days, I used to do the Yankee doodle doo thing. And uh, it was Johnny who, when we were at school, used to play London Posse, mm. Dean Boys, Syndicate, mm. Cookie Crew, mm. all of that stuff. And then he was like, nah, you, you can't, you can't rap like that. You have to rap like this. And it don't forget, it was, it was normal. It was normal. It, it was. Did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did it yeah. start with? Because that's how you learn. Like, like we were saying earlier about you learn off yeah. listening to it. So if mm. that's all you're hearing, that's all we was hearing, yeah. that's that's what you're doing. You know, throw your hands in the air. Mm. That's what you're doing. Because it's when you develop and you start to put your stamp on it and you're hearing other things. Mm. And it, what was out in the ether? So sound tapes, London Posse. So who um, was the first? Who was the first, the first UK voice you heard? Oh, uh, the first UK rappers I remember. Um, I've got to say probably Junior G, all them that sort of generation. You start fingers, you start naming names, and you know you're missing people. Yeah, out. yeah, no, no, no. I'm just, I'm just, you know I mean? I'm just trying to take, I'm just trying to take the, the audience back a bit, and just so they can sort of hear, like you know, what it was like to sort of hear your first ever 
UK yes. voice you where you feel like that's me. Heights as well. Family quests. All so those Drew. Guys. Yep, so Drew. Mm. Flex. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, Mellow, Mellow D. Yeah, Mellow, yeah, MC Mellow. No, 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 no. This this is Mellow D from the NSO Force organization. We're getting deep now. (laughs) NSO Force. These are deep cuts. But um, there's a story that sort of leads to that because if, okay, so 85 we started, 87 we started performing live um, by... 88, 89, we started, well, Johnny hooked up with Positive Beat Records. So Positive Beat Records was based in Lambert Grove. They did an album called Known To Be Down. And mm. off that you had, um, let's see, Mighty Ethnics. Oh, yeah. 1159, you had Cash Crew, mm. you had She Rockers, um, DJ Streets Ahead. Uh, Echo, there was a whole bunch of people that sort of came out of that one record. Mm. They were going to do volume two, and out of volume two, you had Johnny D, you had the voice of reason, you had Scare. Johnny, pick up the baton. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was, um, yeah, that that is back in those days. But yeah, the the event, right, what I saw that as was I had a, a good grounding, with working with them guys. So we was always working on something, DJ Chin. I mean, we used to go all around London um, with MC Reason, DJ Chin. It, was, it almost became like a sound. Ah. It be, became like almost almost a sound. So yeah. we'd do something in, in West, in Grove, we'd do something in, in South London. Yeah. And a lot of MCs, I had the pleasure of working with and seeing a lot of MCs coming through, even if they only came on, flung down a couple of lyrics and, and bounced. You know, people like Sergeant Rock, Rapsky, um, Rapsky, you know the, the, these guys that for for me as a, as a young guy at the time, uh, probably 15, 16, mm. and working with some of these guys and, and or being around some of these guys, man, it, it was uh, a serious, solid grounding. And that you know, was... in, in what hip hop was was at the time. Mm. And that was all live yeah. stuff. So it's kind of live like, stuff, like you're saying, it's like a almost like a sound system, and it's kind it kind of makes me think how that's still alive, especially in the grime world where a bunch mm. of MCs will just, they'll just, you know what I mean? Go around, it'll be mm. ciphering. Yeah. For us, it's like, yeah, the open mic or, you know, outside when you're half drunk and <laughs> in shop or whatever. But, you know what I mean? It's a similar energy, you know, in terms of that. And I, I think that's yeah. kind of missing right now, you know, that's definitely missing. There's not enough sort of open mic scenery. Um, and that's a really good place for you to get your craft where you want it to be as well, right? That was my yeah. grounding. That was absolutely my grounding. Mm. It was it was like a sound. So you'd do three or four hours. You you have the mic for ten minutes. Someone else come in, and a lot of it was a lot of it was off the off the top of the head. DJs coming in different. DJs throwing throwing down beats and and, and cuts. Yeah, mm. solid grounding. You know the other thing you got to say that in those days, if you weren't good, people were chucking beer cans. Yeah, you get booed off and you get beer cans on the head so you had to be good um but when johnny was doing that with positive beat he, you know we was backing him 100 percent. Mm. so shout out to peekaboo who's uh unfortunately not here today but he's the third member of the group i see and um 
Meanwhile, whilst Johnny was doing that, I was going down to Shepherd's Bush and starting to hook up with Darkman, who had Vinyl Lab Records, and they were connected with the Power Lords and with the Cash Crew. Yeah. Um, and so started doing that. And then um, mm. we started recording at Monroe Studios. So we went, we were the first artists to be at Monroe Studios before Caveman came in. This is before Caveman got their deal with, with Profile Records. And <laughs> at the time when we went into Monroe Studios, it was still in Barnet. You had Chaz and Dave recording their Christmas albums there. And Big up that's Chaz and Dave. we started yeah. learning our, our studio craft. And then it moved famously to Holloway Road. Mm. When it moved to Holloway Road, then you had the likes of Scientists of Sound and Brotherhood and uh, Mighty Ethnics came there, London Posse came in, uh, MCD and Silent Eclipse. Wow, Silent Eclipse. So, um, and then eventually through our recording, Black Twang came in. Uh, so it was like a London version of D&D &D Studio. Mm, that's crazy. Monroe Studios. Monroe Studios in Holloway Road. Holloway Road, jeez. I've got to say, some, someone put something in the chat about Power Lords. Mm. And I know Eddie, yeah. Eddie from Power Lords was looking to do like a, a legend, Legends track with a load of MCs on it. I've someone seen. put it in the chat, DJ Loke. Yeah, DJ Loke. That's what DJ right there, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah boy. He so, says uh, whole type yeah. band from SOS as well. Jeez, yeah. okay. So, so, and oh, Son of Noise was there as well. Ooh. I mean, there was a whole bunch of us that was in there. Now, wow. what happened during that period mm. is we got a development deal with Abbey Road. And hold on, um, wait, 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 slow, slow. We got to slow this down now. We got... <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So you're at Monroe Studios. When you're saying we're working there, what's going on? How is it like? So you're writing and recording there, and other people are coming in and out. How is it working there? Yeah, so we were, it was a commercial studio. Mm. So we were basically paying for studio time. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we were dealing with real to real, mm. completely different world in terms of like record production. Analog. But then completely, completely different. Mm. Um, editing, they were still using a razor to cut the, the physical tape. <laughs> and sellotape to tape it together to do edits. He's not done no, nothing about so, those tape, tape, tape. Jeez, <laughs> <geez>. <laughs> Two inch Yo, reels and half edit. inch reels and all of this kind of stuff. So, I mean, you know, it was, it was very primitive, but the guys who were in there, so you had Principal who was producing for Caveman. Um, he went on to produce for Black Sheep. <laughs> Well, so I mean, you know, we we were in the heart of all of that. Yeah. Now, um, a lot of talent, just a lot of talent, a whole bucket yeah. full, <laughs> a vat full of talent. Okay, so that's okay. You're on your toes now. Yeah. yeah. Well, so on the side, what happened? Back to my brother, who was the one who uh, got me into hip hop in the first place. He started speaking with an engineer at Abbey Road mm. uh, called Darren Godwin. And at the time, the only person they had in Abbey Road was Chesney Hawks. <laughs> Big up Chesney Hawks. 
Yeah, Chesney Hawks. That's taking it. Chesney Hawks, and that's so good. Bad Chesney's rude. No. He's still doing well, it now. No isn't disrespect it? to Chesney, but no, at the time he says this place is dead. Uh, like in terms of vibes, there's, right. there's no. We need and and the guy who uh, we were working with was just working on the Batman soundtrack, the Tim Burton film, yeah, the yeah. original one. And he was like, okay, I'm doing this soundtrack stuff, but it's not what I want to do. I'm more into like R&B and street stuff and urban stuff. And I want to be doing that. So my brother went in and spoke to him. Um, there was us and there was a couple of other acts that went in and we were the first ones that were ready. So they sort of turned mm. around and said, okay, what you got? And then we just started working and recording in Abbey Road. In Abbey Road. Fact, we we took the place over. I mean, we really <laughs> serious. You know, one of the, you let you let you open the doors. Yeah, and then that's it. We was there. We was there on the regular. Yeah, bad <laughs> man. That man. And we me. went in. We went in there deep as well. We, it? Did. <laughs> yeah. we was we turning up with, with people. <laughs> we part, a lot of parties in Abbey Road. No, it was it was good. It was it was an incredible education. And in fact, the only reason we went back to Monroe is because the studios was booked out um, for six months by Paul McCartney. Four or six months, he, he booked it out. Subsequently, we got to realize that he booked it out for the Beatles to do the Beatles anthology. So we actually got kicked out of wow. by the Beatles. That, yeah, wow. and that was, um, it wasn't it the anthology that they made a big thing about it going, being fully on iTunes or something like that? Like they really yeah. pushed the digital thing with the anthology, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, I think it was when they put, they, they remastered a load of stuff, I think, and then they, mm. they, re, they released one track that they hadn't released back then or something. Yeah. Yeah, I remember all that. Yeah, okay, so, mm. so you was gone because of that. So was there that so kicked kind out of... of Abbey Road by the Beatles? That's a pretty big yeah. story. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's messed up, man. Did it feel so? Did it feel like special in there? Like, yo, yeah, yeah. Um, there's some shit being made in here. I think when when you go in the door, it's not there anymore. But they had a plaque on the wall, which uh, was for the Abbey Road album itself, mm -hmm. and it said, uh, "In commemoration of sales of one billion units." That's what you like. Uh, all right, you know that's <laughs> if that's not motivation, <laughs> boy. That's... It was special, but you know, your head's in a different place. We was young, you know, you know. yeah, yeah, so yeah. We were, yeah. you know, I was, I was looking at who's working here. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah, we, we was approaching it differently. Yeah, we yeah. weren't as maybe as professional as they were expecting us to be. And yeah. you know, there was a time yeah, when course. when me and Jenny were sitting down in a cafe, and I was like. You'd have people like Roger Daltrey from The Who who'd be sitting there just munching away. Um, what's his name? Who did uh, need a little help from my friends? Joe um, Cocker. Said so it was one time we were sitting down wow. and I was like, Johnny, man, just turn slowly, but you've got Joe Cocker sitting behind you. And he's eating a plate of beans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we, we had moments like that, you know, beans where Paul McCartney would open the door and, and, you know, let you through and stuff like that. Right, yeah. Um, That's funny, man. But, but to us, because they didn't mean 
that much to us at that time. Of course, yeah. You know, they were just people and we, and we treated them like people. I think later on, especially uh, when we started hanging out at WNK record uh, radio station. So WNK was like the North London version of Choice FM, which was down south. Now there we met people like Sweetie Irie, Janet Jackson, and, you know, just like people who we could relate to. Mm. So then it was a case of like, all right, this is pretty cool. We were meeting people like Natty B, the DJ, people who we used to listen to on pirate radio stations, um, Calvin Francis, um, Mystery, you know, all these kind of DJs. and, And so that to us was probably more of a connection than the people we were seeing at Abbey Road. Yeah, yeah. Because you're, you're... You, you said something earlier about carrying records and that. Yeah. Mm. You know, I, w- I was I used to carry records for DJ Busy B, who was on um, Medina FM back in the days. Mm. And so I used to carry his records. We used to drive there. I used to pick up the phone on his show. I remember those days and of carrying those records. I was 15, 16. Mm. Carrying records around for, uh, for... You know what I mean? You, you know how heavy those things were. Yeah, boy. Dangerous, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just just whilst we're in the 90s, it, just uh, a footnote, that Johnny was actually the first UK artist to be on Breakfast TV on TVAM. Oh, with, serious? With <laughs> Warren Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 For real? 1990? I think it was 1990, yeah. You spitting yeah, yeah, on it. With Positive Beat Brothers. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So what yeah. was what, how did that come about? What was the... At, well, how it came about was um, at the at the time. So I, I was, um, I think. Well, nowadays it's called uh, permanently excluded from a number of uh, education <laughs> establishments in Northwest London, and ended up in a place that was at the time called the Year Sixteen Project, which was where they were looking to try something different. Nowadays it would be called the Proof, but it was sort of a. a, a it was almost a cross between a secure and um, approve an educational unit. Anyway, my time there was finished. And I had this record coming out and it held, it was just a moment in time where um, they were looking to do a piece, like a running news piece about kids that have missed education and gone on to do something. So they approached the, the Year 16 project and they were like, no, we don't have anyone like that. And then I no, hold on a minute. There might be one. <laughs> you know, some someone phoned up and goes, oh, Johnny, are you still doing music? I was like, Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm signed to a label and um put them in touch with the label. Mm. They set it up and we rocked up to uh TVAM and performed performed did a little bit of an interview, performed the track, and I think a couple of weeks later we were on B Sky B doing something different. It was a little circuit for I think the interest lasted all of about six weeks. But <laughs> at, the t- <laughs> at, at the time, it was just mad. Like, how did this happen? I was wow. 17, 18 years old. Yeah. Like, what? Yes, what's going on here? That's crazy. <laughs> I'm picking you up and say, say yeah, it was when it was still up Camden Town. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I wonder how many yeah. little kids munching their Rice Krispies were, were inspired by that. Yeah, yeah, for real. <laughs> I want to do that. <laughs> Mum, I want to be a rapper. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's crazy, man. So is that the same then for uh, being at Abbey Road? Were there any other hip-hop crews there? 
No, working it was, exactly. it was just us. Um, hip hop didn't infiltrate uh, Abbey Road for for many, 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 many years. Yes, you popped that Abbey Road cherry yeah. with some hippity yeah, pop. Yeah, trash the place a couple of times, but it sounds like what Johnny <laughs> Johnny sneaking in there, boy. Sounds like some parties were up in there. <laughs> hip hop parties, you know what I mean? Um, so, all right, so. Then this was where um, the Mind Revolution was conceived, right? At, yeah. at, mainly at Abbey Road Studios, or was it a mixture? Um, before that, so when we uh, were recording at Monroe, it mm. was always an idea. It was it was about making a record, really. You know, um, like an album. There was there, there was a fascination about making a vinyl record. Mm. So when we started recording. For me, the idea was always less work towards a full, fully fledged studio produced product that we could go to record labels, we could get a deal, and off it goes. And you know, we'll tour the world and all the rest of it, and fame and fortune, and yada, 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 as like everyone thinks when they start off in music. Mm. because it took us a long time to actually, and in in that recording, we've sort of released what is presentable, but there was mm. a whole stack on that project. There's there's about twelve tracks that no one will ever hear, <laughs> just because you know, we, we we had to set a quality standard and um, oh, okay. be sure that that we met that. And basically it got to 97 when we finished it and we were recording with Black Twang and they had finished uh, their first album. So at this time, Tony had dropped uh, the other guys who were part of it, VRS and DJ Runkle. So Black Twang was actually a group before? Yeah, yeah. Well, so it started off as Split Decision, which was a a swing beat um, type of Teddy Riley group. Wait, what? Yeah. Come on, man. Wait. It's true. Theo, Theo, you never warned me about this, man. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Wait. At the time when we first met them, they were doing... Joe, you need need to say clearly exactly what we're talking about here. We're talking about... Black Twang was originally split decision. It was actually a group but originally was Split Decision, who were uh, Swing Beat, New yeah. Jack Swing. Well, well, they were making Swing Beat records, mm, 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 mm. you know, and they, they were, were really good. good. They were really, really good. And in fact, they were in a Chaos Crew session when they got a call to support <laughs> Mary J. Blige. At, it was either Brixton or Hammersmith, and it's hey. the famous one where Mary J. walked off stage oh, and yeah. she got booed by the crowd. The, the support act was Split Decision, aka. <laughs> <laughs> who was singing? In, who was singing in the Split Decision? Yeah, don't lie to me now. <laughs> but he's he's got a good voice, man. You Black know, Black Twang. I'm not saying that to Tony be Rotten. disparaging or anything. No, no way. He can sing, man. And, and their stuff was good, man. It was really, wow. really good. And, you know, this is the side of Black Twang story that people uh, probably haven't heard even... know about, but yeah, that it, is... it was good and it was quality and they just changed direction, you know, yeah, and massively. anything that Tony 
does. You can see he puts in a million percent and that's what he did. He learned his craft. We used, I, I used to go up to the studio door in my ear, listening to what he was doing, going, wow, man, he's learned how to do the snare. He's learned the, yeah. the popping snare. How's he doing that? He's got so, the high fame. Um, yeah, I heard. <laughs> the satin suit. He's got the clip top. <laughs> I heard Black Twan actually develop, you know, from where wow. they were to what they became. And that really was, I mean, Rumpel was excellent at what he did in the production. So was VRS. VRS is a, a musician. Mm. Um, classically trained pianist. Oh, serious! You know, so they they and they had Michael as well. Who, um, when they sort of became Black Twang and dropped the name uh, Split Decision, Michael sort of I'm not sure what happened, but he sort of left the picture. Um, and then they just started making really banging, banging, banging hip hop. So it's just so, a switch over between from one music one music style to the next there was no sort of you didn't see like a, a, a progression into into sort of rap or anything i think for me it was a bit strange because they were making this music it was really really good and then all of a sudden they started making my music wow. now that's how it felt at the time yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know because it's like when you're struggling and you're sweating and you know just trying to get your thing done mm -hmm. and then somebody comes along and they're making progress a lot quicker than you mm. yeah it wasn't it wasn't the easiest thing for my ego to take at that time mm. um, but you know uh tony's talent it it, it stands it has stood the test of time he's mm. a phenomenal artist the music he does is phenomenal mm. you know I went from hearing him do the swing beat thing to go in to see him perform at Brixton Academy He's and the, the swing whole beat, place yeah. just rocking and bouncing. So, you know, he's proof is in the pudding and he proves he himself. Because yeah. so rotten, you know, you hear him say, so he can sing, yeah. but it's the swing beat. I'm just trying to imagine <laughs> the swing beat style. That's yeah. all it is. is well, can't trust, you know, all I can think is, can't trust a big button to smile, that girl is pudding. <laughs> Yeah, that, where is he going that kind of vibe with it? Split Decision did an awesome tune <laughs> called Jess Now, I don't know if it's out. You could do a YouTube search. And if you hear that, Split that's, Decision. That's them What's the tune? What's the tune called? Jennifer. Jennifer. Yeah. Woo! Yeah, boy, Jennifer. you're dropping some knowledge here today. Okay, Ladies and listen, gentlemen. I bought that record. Because I liked it, so oh, we, you know, we should I'm push... not here to put no, put no, it down not at all, to not say, at all. Swing, you know, the utmost respect swing, to, to to Tony Rotten oh, and everything course, man, he does. Nah. T, you mm -hmm. can come up here anytime, yeah, man. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's all good. Yeah, man. I got much but, love for, but, for I need to hear this. That shit. said, I've got I've got I've got <laughs> to see some photographs and I've got to hear some split decisions. Yeah, I need to see the pin roll ups. I need Listen, to see the cliff on top. the front cover, he's got all of them on it. See that's he's got, yeah. oh, right. he's got Tony Rotten as he was the then. And he's got Michael. You uh, see that yeah, shit, man. Hey, my hammer pants. <laughs> don't don't hide them shits. Let me see that shit. <laughs> yeah. So basically, what what happened was shoulder pads. Whilst we were coming to the end of our album, Mind Revolution, mm. they had finished Dead Work Southeast. So right. he wow. went off for, uh, it, it must have been six months going to record labels, just trying to get a deal. And every time he was coming back to our sessions, it was just frustration. It was like, you know, they're telling us to remix this and to, you know, 
it, it was just basically going through a nightmare with with record labels mm. so at that stage and at that age you're a bit sure of yourself and it was like nah man that's not gonna happen to us um and basically after we finished our album we went through exactly the same journey i i followed his exact path i contacted all of the a r's all of them saying yeah it's great some of them even say yeah we're gonna offer you a deal others saying yeah just remix that one track or you know and mm. after we went six months i said time out time out we, mm. this, this is nonsense we got and then we did a track called next version and next version even if you listen to it now like the energy that's on that track mm. is the frustration of recording for seven years doing a finished album and not being able to get it out it's got me and johnny on there we're screaming mm. <laughs> we're screaming on there like the energy of it is just incredible in fact if you come to the gig on the 30th of september next friday mm -hmm. we're going to perform that track oh so, okay so you're not gonna yeah. get to feel that energy <laughs> you're gonna get to feel that energy um can i ask so, you yeah, something yeah, about we... um the because you mentioned um that it was like seven years of putting the album together and then after about six months of you pushing to get out through different various labels you kind of said oh, that's it but do, yeah. do you look in hindsight and think like maybe you could have put like another you know because it was seven years of putting the album together so then what limit, what time limit would you really put on? Because I hear about some artists in America where they've had a track for maybe four years or something like that. And they've been pushing it for that long in a sense. And then once it finally, people are like, oh, they get it. Because I think the album's quite yeah. powerful, you know? And um, so is there let, any let of that? Let me put some reality on, 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 on sort of what happened, you know? It was, uh, we. When we were at Abbey Road, we were using downtime, so it didn't cost us. When we were using Monroe, mm. it's a commercial studio. Mm. You know, we were paying for everything, musicians, okay, yeah, yeah, engineers, yeah. studio time, the whole works. After seven years, that album was costing us, without putting an exact figure on it, tens of thousands mm. of pounds. And me and Johnny, we were teenagers. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. we were paying for that out of our pockets by any means necessary everything was going into the project yeah so uh, we were looking to make that back through a record deal record publishing which mm. is what you do when you're recording artists yeah. um and as i say after six months it was just it, it just wasn't happening and we were following exactly the same path that black twang had gone so we'd seen it and we knew that you know if if we kept going down this path it wasn't leading anywhere yeah, yeah. that's the thing and that you've said it there and that's why i ask about hindsight do you think now it'd be like oh yeah of course you don't do what he's done because it didn't work for him you do you don't go down um, the same path yeah i, I think it was because we were confident in the music mm. i i was certainly confident of the talent that we had mm. and the collection of music that we had put together so what we did instead we did next version as a radio single we got lots of play with that and then life kicks in mm. so as a unit we went off to to live life now 
the difference and what people will see when they come to see Chaos Crew is Chaos Crew is more than just a hip hop crew. Mm. Chaos Crew is actually family. We are interlinked. We've been together since we were at school. Mm. You know, Johnny's family is my family. Boo's family is Johnny's family. Yeah, it's my family. Tight, yeah. we're, we're all intertwined outside of music. Yeah, you know? okay. It's, it's deep. It's, it's deep. It goes back to when we were children. So um, Chaos Crew does exist outside of the music. And at that time, musically, that's sort of what happened. The, the crew just lived life. Mm. So we were still connected, but... Uh, Music, was- musically, um, Next Version was the last thing I did for about 15 years. Mm. That was, yeah. I was like, forget this one. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we done it. It got, um, like Chill said, it was getting, getting some airplay. And then that was it. My life took a whole next turn. I moved out of London mm. um, and didn't do any music for about, I reckon about 15 years. And then in the space of a couple of weeks, a few things happened. There was a compilation album came out that featured one of my early records. And people were reaching out to me going, oh man, I see your tracks on this, um, this compilation. Uh, MC Reason, mm. I was working with from Positive Beat. Wow. She was like, you know, I'm, I'm doing a thing. I'm getting a world collaboration. This group together with DJ Mr. Sticks. Why don't you come in on that? TJ had never stopped doing music. He'd been going all that time. He'd, be, he'd been DJing, working on itch. Mm. TJ was like, bro, let, let, let's let's bring Chaos Crew in. Jeez. I guess about 2013, 2014. Yeah, and then <laughs> it all started started up again. Ah, that's sweet, man. That's a wicked yeah. story, right? So it's like, then, so, go on, go on, go on, sorry. Yeah, what happened was we, we started working on the album, Ignorance is No Defense. Mm. And we had Mind Revolution just sitting there. So when we were coming to the end of Ignorance is No Defense, now the whole world has changed in terms of being able to put out music. Mm. So I was like, okay, well, in order for people to understand ignorance is no defense, now is the right time to make available Mind Revolution. Just so it tells the whole story. So the whole story is there. Because otherwise there's a big chunk of our recording history that's sort of left out. So we thought just as a novelty, let's make it available. The focus was on ignorance is no defense. That, That was the focus. And it, and it was turning into a fantastic album and we can see the potential of it. So we dusted it off, cleaned it up, got it mastered. Big shout out to Ferro Media for, um, uh, for doing that there, and yeah. mastering it, Femi. Um, and then, yeah, we just sort of made it available. But the response that we got from it was, was incredible. Okay. We got... <laughs> You know, uh, and it is a time capsule because it was recorded from 1990 to 1997. Yeah. Um, Seven years, boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good Uh, number. And if you listen to the new album, the current album, Ignorance is No Defense, in the opening track, which is like an instrumental, at the end of it, it's got like a singing, which is, is actually my cousin. And that's a sample taken from the first album. Taken oh, from we did a track called Latin Trinity. Mm. And um, yeah, so in order to sort of wink and nod at the people who know it's us coming back, 
let's stick that on the end of that track just to say, right, the boys are back. Mm. So who's doing the production on the album? On the, uh... um, on the first album, it was mainly me. Um, yeah, uh, Johnny does a track called Windows Are For Cheetahs. Mm. Incredible track. One take, Johnny D, perhaps for about seven minutes nonstop. <laughs> um, uh, and then on the second album, it is, is a mixture. We, we had LSK on there. I did a couple of tracks. Um, DJ Fingers from the Syndicate did a track on there. Yeah. Uh, we had a guy called Jay Lafonical from Switzerland. He did a couple of tracks on there. Mm. Uh, I'm sure I'm missing out someone or, or a couple of oh um tough cut Red MC. Oh, tough, tough cut, cut did did, um, did a track on that the tough cut now the oh. track that tough cut did we tried to encapsulate everything that we've just mentioned uh, so far mm. uh, and tell the story of the crew from start to end mm. and it was that track that sort of inspired us to release Mind Revolution because it's like we're talking about the history. But it's sitting there on the shelf, so right, yeah. yeah, 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 makes sense, man. Yeah. <clears throat> Better that way as well. Like you said, it's telling the story, and then from then, and also, I guess it, it'll feel like you've closed that chapter for you guys as well. It's like yeah, but it's it's strange because it came out literally thirty years after we first walked in the studio to start working on it. Yeah, yeah, I think it's yeah. good that you I, put it out though that, for real. That is unprecedented. Mm. That's yeah. really unprecedented. Yeah, because so, there's a lot of people who've probably made music and, and that's it. It's just sat there. They've never really done anything. And yeah, I mean, when we were like... at Monroe Studios, PLZ, who was another group that was in Monroe Studios, mm. did some work with the Demon Boys. Wow. That's never seen the light of day. I would love to know, you know, yeah, where, where that is. So, jeez. yeah, there was a lot of groups that, that was like that. Um, we're now working on the next album, which is all produced by Mr. Johnny D. So, oh, for real. Wow. And we okay. released the first uh, single from it on Monday. What's the new, what's the uh, what single called? Johnny. Nice and decent people. <laughs> nice and decent people. Nice and decent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so well, that's dropping on Monday. Nice. No, it's, it's released. Oh, it's released Monday, already. So. Okay. Nice. Yeah, oh, that. Play that at the end. Yeah, we'll maybe. Play yeah, at the end, man. End, yeah. yeah, we'll look for that. As, as played by DJ Sammy J on the Exposure Show on Itchfm. So, Sammy J. So you've got um. So there was a an Itchfm connection between you and Sammy J as well. Is that? Yeah. Is that right? yeah. yeah. I so I used to um, host a show that yeah. played strictly UK. Um, I haven't listened to US hip hop since 2002, and I've been just supporting UK, supporting UK, supporting UK, supporting UK. And um, yeah, so I was on HFM between 2002 to 2007. Mm. I used to host uh, most of the HFM uh, live shows and birthday parties and things like that. So that's where a lot of people were became familiar of myself and the reason why i sort of stopped it was because i'm an mc 
Uh, <laughs> and I've gone back to 1980 <laughs> to 1982 and starting that and doing the seven years with the Chaos Crew album. Mm. And so I, I just got to the point where people were knowing me as a DJ. And it's like, yeah, I love repping the music and, and you know, bigging up the artists, but that's because I am an artist. Yeah. And, you know, I, I need to show people what I'm really about. And that's sort of where I started working on uh, the second solo album and then the second Chaos Crew album. And yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, we're sort of full circle now, so. Jeez, yeah, and HFM, man, <laughs> very solid. How long have they been going now? Because boy, Since I'm- 2000. Since? So 22 years, yeah. Twenty-two yeah. years, boy. I remember yeah. like, tuning you, in. You guys radio. used to hang out at Deal Real, right? Yeah. I was at Wild Pitch while you guys was up. The <laughs> <laughs> there, there was like me, Digger, Mike T, and uh, Lucian. We we were like the Wild Pitch crew. Yeah. And so everyone was doing all of the fun things up at Deal Real. Deal Real, the but, first Deal Real, you mean, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. The original. There was one day when somebody brought in a white flyer which said, would you like to be part of a hip-hop radio station, mm. HFM? And we was like, oh, here we go again. Somebody's trying to start up a, yeah. a hip-hop station. Well, this will come to nothing. Yeah. And now, 22 <laughs> years last later. Words. Yeah, for real. 22 yeah. years later. That's crazy, isn't it? So, oh. Sammy J, did you ever listen to Itch when it was on... Uh, uh, radio when it was like FM, HFM. Yeah, not not as much as I would like to because I didn't. Um, I lived just outside of London at the time, so it wasn't uh, kind of in my in my local frequency. But I had like relatives and friends and stuff in London, so I did listen. I actually used to tape it off the radio. Yeah. Um, the the cassettes have uh, met an untimely end eventually, but <laughs> I wish I still had them. Like I framed <laughs> them or something. But yeah, I did. I did listen. I was aware of it, but I wasn't like a regular listener that knew like every show and stuff, unfortunately. Yeah. How about the, um, you know, like we were talking about Deal Real Records, Wild Pitch, uh, you know, those those days were like, it was a lot different when, you, you know, people congregate at the record store, mm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you know what, when I hear about stuff like that, that is the only time I kind of wish I was older instead of younger. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Spend most of my time trying to be younger, but yeah, yeah. actually that's, you know, I would have loved to have been around for that kind of thing. And I was around, but I was probably a little bit young and a little bit far out. Mm. Yeah, it's. I mean, you're right, though, because, like, hearing the stories, you know, like, some of these stories... Bruv, you've been dropping some bombs, man, serious. <laughs> some of the knowledge, you like, people in the comments, like, yo, my, my mind's blown and all that, like, jaws dropping or whatnot. But, yeah, hearing that sort of history... As well, Sammy, a lie that that mm. you're just like, rah, for real, man. I wish I was. I didn't there. know like a lot of those things, so yeah, I've learned learned something. What's what's the name of this podcast? Some <laughs> shit you might, yeah. We're after watershed, so now we can say some shit you might not never yeah. know nothing about. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly that. Yeah, people do. They end up saying it probably. I think Theo, Theo knows how to say it. Yeah, no, Theo Theo dropped dropped it. it. Yeah, it's something you might not never know nothing about. Ooh. See, he's got the watershed one locked as well. Oh, can I can I jump in? I was just going to say, Sammy, because as well as a, a, a music event we're doing um, next week, mm. it's also an award ceremony. Yeah, we're have a, a presenting an award, um, best UK hip hop award. But yeah. Sammy, tell tell them a little bit about that award if you can, please. Oh wow, okay, yeah. Um, 
So the award kind of came into being this time last year. Um, I was I was surprised with it. <laughs> I was interviewing him. I was actually interviewing TJ Chill on my radio show. And yeah, he said like he got something for me. He'd already given me some T-shirts and that. So I was happy. T-shirts and exclusives, you know. Mm. So I'm like, what's this? A cake or something? <laughs> and um, <laughs> yeah, it is. Hang on, I've got it right here. Uh, the Jeez. UK Hip Hop Award. Wow. Um, wow. Look so at that. That's decent, very man. Very honoured to be the first wow. recipient of it. And wow. happy to be involved in in kind of keeping the legacy going. Yeah, we need to drop some bobs. I oh, know this thing ain't even. Yeah, hey, put some fire, some bobs emojis, something up in there, man. That's some. Um... So it's gonna be presented on the night, yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. The game can't say who the winner is, but you know, the game uh, Come on down, get your tickets. Gigs dot hip hop. Wait, come down. UK Hip Hop Award is going to be presented. Does the winner know who they are? Um, can we say? <laughs> no, we can't say. Can no, we? we can't. We can't say who it is. But I think um, people need to get a ticket if they want to find out. Who yeah, it is, really. get a ticket. Yeah. Come yeah. down and and see it. But but uh, TJ, can you tell them? So what was it? They have to be part of one of the the elements, right? To say, say a little bit about yeah. that. Yeah. Right. So basically, the award, the idea of the award came about because right. uh, lockdown presented right. a void of recognizing you know, real UK hip hop. So I thought, you know, instead of waiting for somebody else to do it. Ooh, sorry, the finally got the bombs working. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, I thought long and hard about who I felt the first recipient should be. And uh, DJ Sammy J was a deserving recipient. So she got uh... the first one and it acts as a baton. And I'm hoping what it does, it will shine a light on people who are working really, really hard, um, yeah. unrecognized in the UK hip hop scene. And the idea is whoever wins it chooses the next winner. Right. That's so, sick. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's, sick. Like, it's like rapper tag, but for awards. Mm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Showing tag. props. Yeah. It's award actually tag. <laughs> That's a new, it's a very new way of um, showing props. Do you know what I mean? Like passing the torch, literally. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah absolutely. Allowing people to shine. And uh, yeah. yeah, man, that's heavy. That's really heavy, man. Well done, Sammy J. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Your mother lover's got to put that working out there if you want to, yeah, if you want to get that award. And that could go on forever. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it won't stop. So what, all right, guys, let's talk about, all right, the UK hip hop scene. Obviously, back in the day, do you know what I mean? It was a certain way, like um, TJ and Johnny were talking about. You used to record your album, then you take it to the label, and you know what I mean. You you start shot like trying to shop it around and see who's gonna put it out or whatnot. Things have changed a lot, obviously. You know what I mean? Anybody can make a track now. <laughs> Any, like anyone, literally anyone can make a track. You know, oh, I'm just gonna go make a tracker cabinet. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, it's like that. It's like that, man. Just throw it up there. And you know, so there was a time when it, lyrics meant a thing. But I think we can all agree with that, right? Everyone's about the lyrics and that. Yeah. And but the game done changed, you know? And I think Sammy 
um, touched on it a bit about how artists may, you know, simmer it down a bit for the commercial side and whatnot. But it, it felt like there was a time when you could be super lyrical and still make it on a commercial level, right? Or, or it felt like that to me. There, there was a time when there were artists that were really, you know, like Big Pun, hmm. you know, all doing all of that, but still, so it's quite possible. And was, it, was it in fantasy. the UK though? Was it in the UK? Yeah, really? well, this is the thing. Yeah, has it ever been in the UK where Super Lyrical has kind of got it there, you know, got their due cause? That's the next step though, maybe. That's what I'm hoping. Mm. We've come a long way. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But do, do you think do we need to tighten it up? remember JC001? Yeah, mm. fastest rapper in, in the world. Or, yeah, yeah, but do people know he used to like, do the scrubs jams? Yeah. I remember JC from, from doing the scrubs jams, mm. right. and he was but, still quite commercially known, wasn't he? So, I don't know, I think so. yeah, it's true. It's I true. mean, you know, over the years, there has been the odd artist that has broken through. There was a time when there was the Manchester rappers who were getting into the charts. Mm. Uh, was it Buzzy B? Johnny, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was yeah. that in the um, 90s? Yeah. The Caliphs. Caliphs. Yeah, the I Caliphs. I remember yeah. that. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. They've done a tune yeah, right. from Na- Na- Nazim Hamid, wouldn't it? Yeah, That's yeah, nice. yeah. His yeah. walking yeah. tune and stuff like that. Mm. Yeah, Caliphs. Yeah. Yeah. Big up Paul Edmund. Caliphs. Who else? I said Big up Paul from Break. He was part of Breaking the Illusion. Ah, yeah. Breaking Leeds, the Illusion. And he was also part of the Caliphs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. MSI yeah. and the Asylum. Yeah, MSI and Asylum. You know, even Syndicate, when they uh, released Live the Life, that went into the charts. And yeah. you have Brotherhood as well. They did the, uh, yeah. I think it was the advert, and they did really well with that album as well. But Brotherhood were on Virgin Records, weren't they? Yeah, that's it. They were on Bite It Records as well. Bite It, yeah. But it was some sort of Virgin connection or yeah, yeah, yeah. something. That's I got that, all the videos on MTV. Yeah. Yeah. Are there, is there like if you could give advice to the up and comers like artists now because obviously a lot more people are on an independent thing what would it be in terms of like making sure you know the the quality is there obviously yeah yeah um <laughs> it's funny i remember uh, there was this uh, artist who was asked that question what would your advice be and he said stay out of my way <laughs> 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 um, that's a good answer no I, I think um just do your thing you know try to be yourself don't don't copy anyone uh and be comfortable in being yourself you know and uh, try to be the best you that you can be and don't be afraid to be true to yourself mm. the copying things hard nowadays boy it seems like copying works for you you know yeah, yeah, but it, not yeah, long term. Of, yeah, not long term, exactly. Long, yeah, you, you'll never have longevity like that. Yeah. I mean, you know, we are the epitome of patience. <laughs> it's taken <laughs> us a long time. Like, where, where we're sort of getting to now mm. is where I would have wanted to be in 92, 93. Mm. But it's paid off the patience the the crafting it the getting it right mm. feeling comfortable with what we do so we're not trying to be anyone else except us mm. and when you listen to us we sound like us which mm. is you know which is great and, yeah. and people 
I guess because it's authentic, people are gravitating to it and checking it out and they're enjoying it because we're being true to ourselves. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Not lying there, bruv. Serious, man. People better make sure they get on down. September 30th. Brixton Jam. Oh, listen, we're, we're, we're going to blow the roof off because we're from that generation of entertainers and performers. So... Well, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking quietly confident, but we know how to put on a show. This is what I'm saying, yeah. man. Yeah, you've, 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 you've come from like the very point of entry of, you know, when of the whole rap thing. So, mm. you know, well, you, yeah. you should know how to do well, it by now. You know, <laughs> yeah, for sure. When, when we um, started, it was about putting on a show. When you went to see LL Cool J at Hammersmith Odeon, or you saw Public Enemy, yeah. or you saw um run dmc and even going back further back so people like cool mo d you know even further back grandmaster flash all of, we mm. we grew up watching these guys and watching how they perform yes so we we understand the importance of performance yeah so there was two shows i always remember mm. uh, we talk about showmanship and stets of sonic in Camden, I think it was a um, ding, was it a ding, was it was it Astoria, Stets of Sonic, all six, seven of them, all dressed wow. in white, doing their, their whole show. Um, yeah, and Dougie Fresh up, um, I was up Oxford Street back then, and like TJ said, the, the legendary one was a, a Hammersmith for us to see Public Enemy, Eric B. Rakim, LL. That was a yeah, that that's showmanship and craft man yeah, you know, yeah. stuff to, to learn from no that looking down on the if ground if you look you know, back on the video yeah, of that and that's the one 87 was it 87 or something album where me and Johnny were in the front row wow literally in the front row looking up so yeah we we, we learned some good lessons from some good people <laughs> Jeez, yeah man. yeah that's levels boy levels man yeah that's none of that like yeah, I'm just gonna. Nah. Uh, you know, you can't do all that, man. That, that's, I mean, that's something I'd advise people is like, if you're gonna do the live stuff, Theo, I'm sure you know about this. Like, the amount of live um, acts you've put on, you can tell when people are nervous, when they're, uh, you're not ready for this stage yet. You know? It's like, make sure you're prepared to go out there and put on a show. Yeah. I feel like the worst thing is not doing something. You know, if you think, oh, I want to perform live and you just keep putting it off until the time is right, that mm, time never okay. comes. Just get out there. Don't start doing some open mics yep. um, and then just do your thing. And, and don't be scared if um, you're not amazing on day one. I think mm. that's a problem with new artists as well. I'm not amazing on day one. Mm. So it's like, you've got to work at this craft. Mm. You've got to hone it and, and train it until it becomes better. But yeah. I think uh, a lot of the new generations are like, oh, I'm not amazing on day one. I give up. Mm. Like, these people are putting 10,000 hours or whatever. So, yeah. you know, just keep going is my advice. And try and be a little bit diverse. You know, look at Jen, you know, jumping on drum and bass records or mm. like Rodney P jumping on the Scar stuff. Mm. Uh, you know, just whatever. Mix it up. I mean, when I started back in the day, I started in the park. That yeah. yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is that you, 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 you two have come from live, live, live. Yeah, where you're. That's all you had. You, you've got the, the. You know, yeah. you like you said, it you're just getting, just getting, hip -hop, you're getting making beer, something beer out of nothing. Yeah, you know, there's a space. Make the most of the, of yeah, the space. Yeah. 
You don't have to pay for it or anything. You try it, you learn your craft. Mm. And now that I hear people saying about, you know, like, so the great thing about music nowadays is anyone can make a music. Mm. The worst thing about it is everybody does make music. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it, it, I don't know if it's easier or harder nowadays because everyone picks up their phone and they're trying to make a video and get their stuff out there. It's, I think it's really difficult nowadays for some of the younger artists to actually mm, yeah, sure. come up because yeah. there's so much out there. Yeah. And do you know, do you know what, uh, Johnny? I think it's like the it's it's harder for them to to picture what it's going to take to sort of mm. build up the confidence it's going to take for you to go and do your thing confidently, because yeah. there's there's not as many venues around. There's you know there's there's not the sort of the thing of uh, people doing it in on the street. Um, there's very building few... that craft. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, what yeah, we yeah, need yeah. to in front, of, in front of people. Yeah, yeah, not just yep. in your bedroom, not just on a mic. You know, there's people releasing tracks that have probably never even performed. Yeah, for real. Yeah. And they're yeah. shook, yeah. boy. Yeah. They got to go see a therapist and that before they can go <laughs> perform and all that. No, no, man, uh, you know, you know, I, I, I think we we also have uh, a responsibility of creating opportunities for younger people. So, like for for us as artists, if somebody is producing something. You know, encourage them, motivate mm. them, inspire them. It's like, yeah, keep going. Yeah, let me see if True. I can do something with this or work with you with, with that. Um, so we, we, I think, as you start to move up, give back, give back. You know, because that's that's the way we create opportunities for for the next generation. People are saying though, oversaturation. You know, what I mean, saturated with poor quality, shout out to your more, shout out to Kenny Rebel. So there is that that element of it though, like you encourage too many people, you, you get too much. Yeah, <laughs> the, the value, the let value me, of the music. Yeah, yeah let me, let me yeah. tell you about what the value, I, man. Yeah, on, on HFM, what I used to do, uh, there used to be a time when I would play the stuff that I liked, and then um, I started playing stuff that was sent to me. And then what I realized was, some of those things that was being sent to me that I didn't like, that I played, that other people liked. So I started to play more of that. And then just by giving somebody that opportunity, it allowed them to really? do something else. Yeah, I get that, I get that. And, no, you're right. else. and it got better and better and better. You know, I, I will say this publicly, Nemesis and Arrogance was an excellent example of that. The, the first thing they bought but it got played and then it went on to make a, an incredible album, mm. you know, which is a classic. Yeah, it is a tricky one. Cause yeah, I'm still thinking about the amount of bullshit. Yeah, 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 absolutely. You have to wade, through, you to wade through before you're like, ah, like Sammy J, I'm sure you must get sent some <laughs> stuff where you're like, but, no, but no. you know, for me, there's two ways of dealing with it. You can you can be negative to that person and say, "No, I'm not playing your stuff, man. Is is whack," or you can say, "I'm not playing it. This is the reason I'm not playing it." Yeah, yeah, that's it. You know, and, and you're sowing a seed for yeah. them to go away and think, and then it's on them to sort mm. of pick. Yeah, I think that's honourable. Yeah, do, that's... yeah. Do you give do you give feedback, Sammy J? Do you sort of tend to? Yeah, I, I try and be nice um and also sometimes <laughs> another thing you can say is if it, if it doesn't kind of 
fit with the show you know if people are sending me something that sounds like it should be in the charts whether it's whether it's good or bad that's probably not the kind of stuff I'm playing mm. you know yeah, yeah that's important isn't it I think uh maybe you should set up a club night TJ called the lion's den where you just throw big <laughs> you throw beer at people if they're not very good because that also helps. I know one. this encouraging people helps, but also bullying people helps. It does help. Empty oh. beer cans. Empty beer. Yeah, cans. Empty beer cans. Bruv, in Australia, they they crack a beer and throw it at you. Like, but that's in a term of endearment. Oh, They're like, right. oh man, you fucking smacking it, bro. Have this on me, <laughs> mate. Yeah, hey, have one of these, man. You know, bruv, the equipment, man. What the hell's wrong with you, lot? Yeah, I love it anyway. <laughs> no, because it's sort of um, you know, as well as needing the encouragement, people do need that sort of because it's going to be hard you're going to if you if you really want to pursue the artist's path it's not going to be easy nah and you need to you need to be hard yeah. in a in a certain way not there's hard so in a in a you know psychotic way but you've got to be yeah. you've got to be able to take knocks and not really take it personally yeah but you know what the rules to being successful still apply in music you've got to be dedicated you've got to be committed you've got to be hungry Mm. And you've got to give it your best shot. If if you don't do any of those things, then you know yeah. that's plain and simple, boy. I like the way you draw. Hey, mm. that was telling you, right? That right there, gems. You got to get some gems up in this mother lover, boy. Yes, some shit you might not never know nothing about. We got Johnny D, TJ Chill from Chaos Crew. We got Theo up in here, Hoochie New UK HH. And we got HFM's finest, DJ Sammy J. Award winning. Yep, award winning Sammy <laughs> J. Woo! <laughs> you know what I mean? See it there? <laughs> Theo, you got your award? Where's your award? You run. Theo, you you probably got it the next yeah. year. Yeah, Theo, Theo's got an award. Yeah, yeah. this is yeah. for being a Theo top promoter. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this, yeah. Yeah. So don't give that out to anyone, you know. Top boy promoter. Uh, I'm yeah. lying, I'm lying. It's a fun one. <laughs> Um, so what's happening with uh, Itch F Itch at the moment then? Itch. Uh, oh well, I'm guessing that's for me. Yes, <laughs> that is for you. Yeah, well we've got we've got some amazing DJs. Um, they are doing their thing. We're available online um, at itch.fm. Uh, if anyone wants to check that out, um, we have live shows every day in the evenings all day throughout the weekends and then there's always you know there's always repeat shows playing and stuff as well so you can listen during the daytime mm. every show gets uploaded onto Mixcloud so if you've missed a particular show that you wanted to check out with a interview or something like that you know you can check back any show um the DJs are all just like bringing something different but really really talented really lovely people really dedicated to what they do mm. i just think we've got an amazing team of people we're on um mixcloud live and twitch as well so that's it yeah mm. we're legal now we're not going to get shut down or anything <laughs> so, it's yeah it's, it's doing big things we've done a few jams and stuff but hopefully starting to do more you know more more live stuff and things like that as well, get more involved. But yeah, we're not going anywhere, put it that way. We're yeah. we're committed to to repping the music that we want to rep. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Twenty two years deep, boy. That is yes. crazy. I'm, to think I'm proud it like to be that. a part of it. Big yeah, up man. management and people yeah. that make it possible technically and all that, you know who you are. <laughs> yeah, do, do, I, I used to I used to sometimes hear on I know it sounds like everyone just stay with me a minute. 
on Radio 2 Sunday nights, they used to have a show <laughs> where they used to play old songs from the 1940s and 1950s. And I used to think to myself, imagine how good that would be if they just had a, a, a really quiet-voiced older person who just introduces old hip-hop tracks <laughs> from, like, the 80s onwards. And yeah, sort whispering of, Bob. Yeah, Whispering Bob, but for, but for, for hip-hop, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, tell the itch people that one. You can have that for free. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, Dan DNA, aka Dandolf. He just cast a spell on all you mother lovers. You didn't realize. <laughs> Yo, yeah, man. Crazy. Shout out to all the common senses in the chat room, man. We see you, mother lovers. Shout out to Kenny Rebel. Ain't seen you in a minute. Shout out to your more DJ Lock. Uh, original Rockers. Jeez. Yeah, some people up in here. And we've been, hey. Nice one, JM. Salute, bruv. Shout out to Bluefoot, DJ Bluefoot, Black Einstein. See, Black Einstein knows about, because that's C-Swing. So he knows about the swing beat. New Jack City. You know what I mean? So we're going to have to dig deeper into that. That's some shit we didn't know. Nothing. Never. <laughs> not quite about at all. That, you know what I mean? I want to hear it, though. Because swing beat, uh, New Jack City... How long did it go? It was like, I mean, dubstep lasted longer, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> How long was New Jack? New Jack Swing was like four or five years, didn't it? It had yeah, a good yeah. four or five year run. Guy, I think Teddy Riley made his Teddy money. Riley. And bounce. He did a track with Michael Jackson and bounce. Wow, yeah, <laughs> shit. Yeah, Michael Jackson did a New Jack Swing beat, didn't he? With her and the heavy D wrapped on it, no? That one. Yeah, yeah, it was Who's it? Jam. Yeah, Jam, that's it. Black twang. Yeah. Jam. The heavy D. Yeah. Right. Tough crowd, tough crowd. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, now I want to hear the truth. I don't care. Like he's blenched now, so I'm gonna be at a distance when I ask him. But yo, <laughs> what about that about... swing beat period? Yo, it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that man. You dropped some gems for us, man. Seriously. <laughs> so, ladies and gents, man, you need to make sure you get your tickets, please. Let's flash up the um. Give them the flyer. Yeah. So people know. Where Do you want to talk us, talk us through it again, Theo, as well? Yeah, man, talk it through. Yeah, you put a flyer up, yeah. So, yeah, Friday 30th of September, we have the legendary Chaos Crew, mm. Genesis Elijah, mm. Lab 79. Mm. Everyone, the whole ton of people on that roster. We've set the record, ton of people on that roster. Mm. The last elect, hosted by Peaches, the all-round entertainer, and the award-winning DJ Sammy J. Go to www.gigs.hiphop, get your ticket, uh, come see the award. There's, there's loads of stuff going on, live music, award ceremonies, good vibes. Get yourself down yeah, there man. next yeah. Friday, the 30th of September. Yeah, man. It's going to be big. That's going to be big, boy. That yeah. lineup is pretty chaotic. One week. One week. Yes. <laughs> One week to go. Friday night. Get your yeah. outfit sorted, get your babysitter sorted, get your <laughs> transport sorted. Yeah. It Don't is. miss it. Get a babysitter sorted, boy. People like, yeah, can you? Nah, I'm going to the. I'm going as well, bro. You... <laughs> yeah, man, that's gonna be good. Yeah, wicked chat, man. So, is there anything anyone wants to leave the people them with? 
before we uh, exit because you know can I shout out I, a few I people wanna, yeah can I, I don't can I keep, unless you you know unless you got time I don't want to keep you up it's been a good conversation man but yeah Theo um, yeah just want to shout out Lynn Young Lion The Facer The Thamesmead Mob The Uncle Tony's Taverna Crew The Acoustic Family Hoochie New Braves Alison and Maureen from New Jersey South from Istanbul everyone locked in peace thank Ooh. you Nice. Yes, man. I'm just lining up this uh, Chaos Crew track for to take us out. Yes, Sammy J. Any words for the people? Uh, Um, How can we get hold of you as well? Yeah, just for anyone that's not sure what's going on with the UK scene right now, you know, just come to this event because it's really a snapshot of what is, you know, what I really believe in right now is is you know. We've got so much talent, so much talent, like you said about the getting not so good stuff sometimes. And yeah, of course that happens. But what amazes me is the amount of good stuff I do get. We have got so much talent. I struggle with my two hour show every week. Mm. You know, there's stuff I want to play and I don't get time to play. Yeah. Um, there's, there's just so much good stuff. And I think this this is a really good representative. Obviously, it's not every single person ever, of course, but mm. I think it's a really good um, lineup, a really representative you know example of what is going on right now old new in between just just pure talent yeah for real you're not lying there uh how can people get hold of you um if they want to get tunes over or check out the show and whatnot yeah well my show is every saturday 8 till 10 on the big bad itch fm you can get in touch with me on my socials dj sammy jay on the insta is probably the best one most active on there i've got twitter as well dj sammy j but it's got an underscore dj sammy underscore jy because someone stole my name i don't know <laughs> um yeah um my email dj sammy j at gmail.com be nice and make it easy you know don't go yo play my tune and send a youtube link or something you know yeah, um, good point. if there's a if there's an mp3 or wav attached and you're nice to me that's that's going to put you in good stead right so attach a wav or mp3 don't be sending those all right all right yeah Makes sense. All right. Chaos Crew, any last words for the people um, before they Big up to our it? brother Peekaboo, who we love. Uh, yeah, shout out to Peekaboo. You know, is, is, is not here with us today, but um, next week should be all good. Come on down. Mm. Uh, yeah. Thank you very much, guys, for giving us this opportunity to come on. Yeah, man. Thank no, you for coming on. A couple of shout outs. Yes, sir. Mrs. The children, <laughs> LSK, Scorpy Gad, um, Daddy Speedo, MC Reason, Sire, and Peekaboo get well soon, bro. Yeah, man. Amen. God bless. It's Jeez. been absolutely fascinating. And see yeah, you man. all on the 30th, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, see you lot on the 30th, for real. Yo, yeah, what Dan said, man. Yeah, it's been amazing, man. Like, <laughs> a really good chat. Really enlightening. And you definitely took us to a time you know what i mean it felt like you, you know you forget you're in the room type thing when you're hearing yeah. like what oh what's up? boy yeah i'm looking forward to see the show man definitely yeah. yes. thanks mice and dan thanks for having us on the show it's been good yeah man love man more anytime, than more. Bro. anytime man Amen. you know we do it again man salute yo right so should we play out with this uh chaos yeah. crew track Before nice we and do, decent i've just got a shout out um, the CMOS boss. Oh, CMOS. Yeah. CMOS incoming. The CMOS boss.co.uk, ladies and gents. If you want to get 
any of your wild-crafted organic sea vegetables. And when I'm saying wild-crafted, this is out in the wild Atlantic ways, mother lovers. Donegal. Something you might not never know nothing about. That's right. Some Irish moss, some dulse, some wakami, spirulina. And you can, you know, do your Googles and that to find out, like, how good this stuff is for you. Dan knows already, man. Look how his hair's been growing. You know what I mean? He knows already. <laughs> Nails, he's like, what he's doing his way. He's like, yo, Nails digging into my <laughs> But they're strong as well. Your nails feel strong. You don't want to cut them. No. Like you want to cut somebody. Put, I've got separate it. weights for each nail now. Bro, I feel so like strong. sometimes. Yeah. It's like, yo. So yeah, this shit is real. Like, we would not be telling you about it. This is something you would definitely wouldn't know about if we didn't think it was worth knowing about. Um, you can also get CMOS gel with bladder rack um, infused in it as well. Uh, and yeah, a whole bunch of products as well. If you go to the checkout, once you get in there and you type in about 20 in uppercase. I'm not going to say capitals anymore. I'm trying to cut that out of my vocabulary. Yeah. We'll talk about that another time. But if you do that, put in about 20, you'll get yourself 20% off any orders. And please do some you know, research on the, like, what sea vegetables can do for you in terms of nutrition. And you'll realize it's definitely worth it, man. Yeah. Ladies and gents, we want to thank the Chaos Crew for coming through. Johnny D, TJ Chill. We want to thank DJ Sammy J, the award-winning DJ Sammy J, by the way, for coming through HFM's finest. Saturday night, what's that, 8 to 10? Yep, yep, you got it. And shout to Theo, man, for making it happen, man. We appreciate you, brother. Definitely, man. Hoochie you new. Going strong, yeah, boy. Going strong. 30th of September. Brixton Jam, ladies and gents. We're going to go out with this one. Shout out to the Common Sensors, man. Mass Detective, I see you. I'm going to hit you up. There's a few other people that came through, man. Thanks for coming through, as always. We're going to go out with this one. You know what I mean? Nice and decent. Some shit okay. you might not never know nothing about. My name is Mice Diggy. That's Dan DNA. And guess what, bitches and bitchettes? We're out. That's um, that's playing out now. Hey, man, man. Love for that, man. Hey, 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 and if you were part of this journey, tell me how did you care? To the maximum, the speakers blow the back of them The weaker feel the track and them But this is just a start for ten out of all of them Who figured out the different strokes, different folks, different blokes We see deceptions and the hopes, this ain't no joke So you pick it 
up your passing on you watch it last throughout the years like the chaos crew going strong all day long all month all year or decade or century man the music's gone clear right here bust the good you done lately grab a tornado by the tail and get feisty cop fist square pits into round holes can't detach a bomb to hold the words from the soul it's just a masterpiece disasters on the faster beats a masterclass of rhythm and speech we got the vibes that just reach like a window down drumming to the funky sound people jumping up and down some of them smiling some of them frowns Three times, here's what I'm guessing Took three times to make an impression Frying past swinging Duck when I'm saying We might be smiling But we sure ain't playing Come now Speaking truth from treat the birds to stem to root. This is the proof. Break a break a cold break danger. Ask questions to establish the premise from the framework. So hand me down to mix me down. Stay at home to move around. Lisbon out to London town. Bring the clash, we get the sound. Flip the imagery, change the goal. Always prefer to be the one that be cold. You can look up, you can get up. Don't keep falling for the south. Keep on reaching for the stars. Be relentless, don't you give up. No packing in these selling soul is intended. The hand of fellowship is what we extended. Lyrical style and pattern passion, Jupiter. To and double taking double trick and whilst we're styling up the fashion A spiritual solution breaks an old people Relationship conflicts off between people 